I think Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, is standing by for the Motor City. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I have to tell you something, man. And I, you know, I've been in the business a long time doing play-by-play uh, talk shows the last 32 years. But what the Lions are doing with your game calls and the way they're feeding them out after the game with the video of you, Lomas, and the crew up in the booth, uh, it is so well done. You are the ultimate play-by-play guy, and your enthusiasm for the Lions is real, and I can hear it from the heart. Well, I appreciate that, and, and we have a great crew uh, on Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays. There have been all of this year, and Mondays, um, and blessed to do what we do, but I will tell you, they're, they take it from there, and the Lions media crew and uh, One Pride Productions, I don't think there's anybody better. They're just incredible at what they do, so they can they can really doctor some things up, make it look great, and, and put the videos together. And, and I, I am in awe of those guys and what they do. I, but I appreciate it. We're only part of the equation, though. Yeah, do you think that One Pride Productions could doctor up the video from uh, uh, Taylor Decker checking in as uh, tackle eligible on Saturday? I, I'm trying to think. I know Joyce was the perfect game with Galarraga, but that didn't have the implications that taking that win away from the Lions uh, will have in terms of playoff seeding. Maybe you get to two, outside shot at one. But just for the NFL to have an epic game like that that felt like a playoff game start to finish, to have more of that garbage at the end, it just needs to stop. It does. Well, you don't – I mean, look, you never want those things, but it's even more embarrassing when it happens on a national stage. And, and unfortunately, this officiating crew has been in the middle of a couple of them about this scant link between Kansas City and Green Bay. And then this one, and look, you just don't want – you never want it, but it's even worse when it's right out, out there and it's the only game on. But, you know, it's uh, – I maybe somebody has the audio and that's going to pop up at some point. That would certainly be interesting to hear. But uh, for the here and now, um, you know, you you got to get ready to play the Vikings and whoever walks in here after that. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I tried to find positives from that game, and there were a lot that this team looked playoff ready. Uh, start to finish on the road nobody played the Cowboys as tough as the Lions did in prime time and it was a big game for the Cowboys because they're fighting for the NFC East title with Philly and then Philly turns around and loses uh, to the Cardinals at home I I love that Uh, I love some of the throws Goff made because uh, outside of this Minnesota game which we'll get to in a moment you get to the playoffs man they got to bring it uh, every snap yeah, I do. And look, they had, I think they had opportunities to do more in the first half. They had four possessions in Dallas territory and only had three points. Um, you got to finish off those in, in, a, in a playoff game. You got to find a way to get some points on the board and in particular to get into the end zone. Uh, but I think, you know, what they showed on that last drive, what Goff showed, his ability to just cut it loose and march him right down the field. The only incomplete pass should have been pass interference. Um, but. Uh, that I think you take away from the defense. Look, they're, they're, they've run the gauntlet here with some of these receivers they've had to face lately, and uh, they've, they've given up some big yards and some big plays, and I think that's something that you have to be a little bit concerned about going into a potential playoff matchup with whomever you end up getting. 
But, you know, it, it, and when all is said and done, too, they were able to hold Dallas to a field goal when Dallas took over in uh, great field position in that, that final couple minutes there. Um, and getting Hutch loose and seeing him getting several sacks, three of them in the game, was huge. Uh, hopefully that's a springboard for him to, to finish at the quarterback more often now and uh, continue to do the job that he's been doing with just a little bit more, which is getting the quarterback on the ground. So, yeah, I agree. I think there, there's some good things happening. I think there's there's some concerns uh, with that defense and, and their ability to you know get people off the field on, and not give up chunk passing plays. But, um, look, they battled. The Cowboys averaged 40 points a game at home going into that game, and the Lions held them down, had a chance to win, and, and certainly were right there um, with all the controversy uh, in position to do that. You've seen, uh, obviously, being the voice of the Lions every game, plus you've watched you know, either live or highlights from other teams. Where, where would you put the Lions right now uh, when you look at the best in the NFL? At what number? Because Baltimore is the best. Uh, I think we both can yeah. agree on that. What yeah. they've done to the Dolphins, what they you know did the Lions, what they did uh, at San Francisco. Uh, they're a clear-cut number one. When you start to look at two, three, four, and five, I guess you would slide the Niners in there at two. And I have the Lions right there in that group of five or six as the best in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't know that we look at the Niners as – uh, big of favorites maybe as we would have uh, five weeks ago. Um, they've looked vulnerable at times, so I think there's, you know, some of their invincibility has worn off. I, I do agree. I think Baltimore right now looks like the unquestioned number one. Uh, maybe some of this will come down to where you have to play a game and it, you have to go on the road. But, you know, every time we think that, somebody comes up with a big win on the road. So I would agree. Look, I, I don't – I don't feel like there's any team that you would throw them out there with that you don't feel like they have a chance to go toe-to-toe with. This game last Saturday night was a great example of that, just based on the way that the Cowboys have played at home and, and all the things that they had done and winning 15 in a row going into that game. And I think that, you know, as much as that game left them with an empty feeling, I think it should also make you feel that you can play with anybody. And that's a good team with difference makers on defense that, that, that the Lions did a great job against. So uh, I, I would agree with you. I think it's probably Baltimore, then it's probably San Francisco, and then it's probably a, a group of teams that all feel like they would have a real strong uh, case to be made to, to be the number three team. And if you're number three, as Dan Campbell says, just get in the tournament and anything can happen because our rankings don't matter. It's what these teams do on, on that playoff game that day and and you know do you, do you have a better day than the team across from you because it's all so close you know the storylines uh, for this team in season beginning uh, with the opening game at Kansas City to the first ever playoff game at Ford Field and I'm looking at schedules everybody the way it's setting up with the final weekend coming up it almost looks like a lock that the Rams and Matt Stafford are coming to Detroit to take on Goff and Campbell and that crew. It's going to feel like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big story. I mean, I would, I would say there, I think that's kind of fluid. Because, look, Green Bay's got to win and to get in. And the Rams and Niners are both playing backups. I mean, they're, they're playing backup quarterbacks, and I assume that means you're playing a lot of backups around the rest of the field. So I think that makes 
that game, I don't even know how you'd grade that when you don't know who's playing and it's a bunch of guys that don't normally play. If the Rams lose that game and the Packers win, the Packers are coming here if the Lions don't move up. If the Lions don't get all the things they need to happen to move to the two. So uh, it looks like it's either the Rams or the Packers, but I, I, while right now it is the Rams, I don't think it's inconceivable at all that it could end up being the Packers. Now, mm-hmm. your point, um, look, it's it's a massive storyline. It's it's Stafford coming back. It's Goff going up against the team that cast him aside. Uh, it will be a storyline to the point where it's nauseating, and it'll probably be a really long build up to that game dealing with it. Um, but it's it's inescapable if, if that comes around that you know you have a guy that was a massive part of this franchise for the time that he was here, and a guy that took the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then you know very clearly and publicly kind of got cast aside because they felt they wanted to go in a different direction. So all those storylines, the Lions general manager, the Lions assistant general manager, all those things will be talked about uh, leading up to that game. There's, there's no doubt that would be uh, – let me say this, and we've talked about it. If it's the Lions and Rams, I can't imagine it's not either – Saturday night or Monday night, because they're going to want that thing in time somewhere. I agree. I was talking about that off air earlier with friends. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee Guest. I'm my man. Keep up the great work. Enjoy the Minnesota regular season finale, and here come the playoffs to Ford Field. Amen. Appreciate you. Can't wait. Thank you.